this week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem. Wow, the best lesson that I've learned from failing thus far. Um, this sounds this is gonna sound so cliche, but literally tomorrow is a new day. Mm. It's literally a new day, and I think that the the lesson the the lesson that I've learned from failing is that you you have to get back up again. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the podcast where we sit down with some amazing people who've done some amazing things. And that's right. You guessed it. We ask them three questions, sometimes four, sometimes five, but not about their successes, though, but rather about their failures and more specifically about the lessons that they learned from those individual experiences. So my guest today is an internationally recognized film director, producer, and cinematographer. He's produced films for Ikea Canada, Top Shop, Roots Canada, Foot Locker Canada, Apple, and Elevation Church. So without further ado, Tristan Barracks, welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I am so excited to be on the show with you. Um, you know, this is something that we were trying to make happen for a little while, and um, I'm just glad to be uh, supporting you. I love the show, and I love the idea of asking, you know, real questions, authentic questions, tough questions. So let's get into it. Yeah, man, I'm excited. So, quick question for you before we dive really dive into this: When you hear your accolades. Yeah. being rhymed off like I just did there. And I only captured, just for you guys know, I only captured a small sliver. I would have had like a one-minute intro if I did that <laughs> on his bio. But when you hear that being rhymed off mm. by someone else other than yourself, yeah. are you like, damn, I did all that? Or is it more like, yeah, that's right? Or is it a combination of the both? You know what? I, I, I And I don't know if, if this is how it is for every creative, but for me, I'm just like, man... I wish there was like an Oscar nod on there or something. There was, you know, I, I'm thinking about like, like, you, you know, it's, it's this sort of real struggle between celebrating your, your, I wouldn't even say small successes, but your successes uh-huh. versus being continually being ambitious and uh-huh. thinking forward. And I think for me, oftentimes uh, my Achilles heel is like thinking so forward, thinking to like the end chapter and and not enjoying all the other chapters in between so i think it it feels good it feels good to hear you know that i've done this work and that people see it because oftentimes as creatives one of the most um what one of our greatest desires as creatives is to be seen Mm -hmm. and to and, and for our work to be seen and to be felt and to be experienced so the fact that you're able to to you know, like you said before, lime off some of those things. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, I hear you. I, I suffer from the same thing, but you know, yeah. trying to celebrate the in between process, the process, yeah, is is a big thing. So, but kudos for you on on all of those accomplishments, of course. Thank so, you. let's get into question number one. As a film director, mm-hmm. producer, and cinematographer, what has been your biggest failure to date? Why? Do you consider it your biggest failure? Yeah. And how do you get through it and over it? Yeah, um, I think um, I think I don't have any one particular moment, which is my biggest failure. I think my my biggest challenge 
that becomes a, a failure, a, a sort of a, a failuring experience is, is really not jumping on ideas once the, immediately, once they come into my mind. Um, mm. I think, I think there is a grace as a creative that we are given and, and I'm, I'm a person of faith. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I believe that all, all creative things, all amazing ideas, all creative gifts come from God. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I feel like he gives us that grace and he says, Hey, listen, dude, I'm, I'm entrusting you or, or, or young lady, I'm going to entrust you with this idea or this, this sort of creative uh, project. And, you know, if you just sit with it and oftentimes I've done that maybe because out of fear, maybe because out of lack of knowledge, maybe because of, out of lack of resources or lack of belief, um, collective belief in my, you know, from my community. And then, you know, a few months later, maybe a few years later, I see somebody else doing it. Mm. You know I mean, I, I can give you a great example that about 13 to 14 years ago, I was, I was working with a friend of mine uh, who was a youth pastor at the time. Um, and he had this, this idea uh, called, uh, it was just called like a plunge TV. Right. And, mm-hmm. and literally what it was, was it was basically online church. And mm-hmm. it was this sort of idea where it was like, instead of people having to physically come into church, he had this idea like, you know what, what if we just created programming, a network that created dynamic programming that, that spoke about different things that people went through right. um, in a creative way, 13 years later. I mean, that's how church is, right? I mean, that's, that, that's basically Elevation Church, right? That's basically Absolutely. every church now is trying to create their own network online, right? Right. We had that 13 years ago and we right. sat on it because we didn't have enough people. We didn't have enough resources, didn't have enough belief. So those are the things that, that gnaw at me, um, as mm-hmm. a, as a, um, as failures. And I think the, the only thing that you can do to fight that, that sort of, that sort of um, frustration of not following through on things is follow through on things. Right. That, there's no, there's no other way to do it. Like you got to every day, mm-hmm. uh, like Will Smith's dad said, brick by brick, mm-hmm. you build that wall and, and building that wall. You got to read the book, Will Smith's book, but essentially yep. what it is, is a project, right? Life mm-hmm. is a project. And every single day you should be able to look back and reflect on the day and say, okay, did I lay at least one, two, three bricks to the project, which is my life, right? Right. And and oftentimes as creatives, you know, for me, I have this sort of perfectionist um, uh, dichotomy or or Mm. issue where it's like, if it's not perfect, it's not proper and it's not worth sharing. And it's like, no, 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 it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be complete. Mm-hmm. Right. The the perfection is in the fact that you have completed it, not that there's, you know, this flawless sort of piece of art that you're creating. And I uh-huh. think, um, you know, that that sense of 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 building that continuity, building that that the the muscle of being consistent, that people know what they're going to get from you quality wise, uh, messaging wise, uh, conceptualization um, professionally. Right. All of those things are things that that attack and kill this sort of um, inadequacy that you feel when you do fail. Right. No, and I, I, I recently have wrote about like failure as a series, and one of the one of the points that I have here on LinkedIn was um, is basically not taking on someone else's version of yeah. success. Right. Yep define what success means to you and fall in love with the process, I think is what I called it. And one of the things I say in there is see the win 
as going after your goal versus getting it. Just having yeah. the courage to go after it, to me, I think is the win in itself. But I know in this Instagram era, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're just seeing people's accomplishments. So we're yeah. just, you know what I mean? But good point on that. But 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 I, I would even say this, Corey, like, I, mm-hmm. like it's not even, we're not even seeing people's accomplishments as much as we're just seeing people put out content, happy mm-hmm. content or positive mm-hmm positive content but it but is it authentic Mm. is it genuine Mm. is it truthful right Mm. these are things that you have to always ask when you're looking at content right 100 100 percent. so i was speaking of things looking genuine is it truthful i know when people see the title film director or film producer it's glossy it's flashy (laughs) it's like i want to do that right it has that cool factor Mm. to it but what does a hard day look like for a film director and producer like yourself? And mm. what are some of the things you personally do to deal with the challenges, setbacks, negativity, whether it be, you know, mm. outside noise or just your own internal voice? Yeah, that that's a loaded question. I, I think every day is a challenging day. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't want to um, mystify you know, being a film director for a long time, I thought a film director was, you know, Steven Spielberg and Scorsese <laughs> and, and, um, you know, Ava DuVernay and, and, and <laughs> who else? Barry Jenkins. Those are some of my favorite directors. And they're, they are directors. Don't get me wrong. They are directors. <laughs> but what they don't tell you is, and, and this is something I'm realizing more and more and more is that Ava DuVernay puts it this way. Like, like every time you, you pick up a project and you say you're going to do a project, it's like 15 months of your life. It's two years of your mm-hmm. life. It's like a whole baby. It's like becoming pregnant with an idea and then developing wow. it for two years and then birthing it and hoping that the child isn't ugly and people like it and it's cute. <laughs> That's literally what, what it is, right? And so, wow. so it's like every day is a challenge. Like every trimester mm-hmm. is a challenge. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. days where, you know, for me personally, um, the biggest challenges is my internal voice, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm 38 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a feature film uh, come out yet. I mm. have ideas. I have aspirations. And it's fighting those thoughts of like, you know, your time is over. Maybe you passed your time. Maybe you're past your prime. Maybe you're not, you're not mm-hmm. as, as creative as you thought. Maybe people aren't seeing you because you, you aren't creating the stories that connect with people, right? Mm-hmm. Those are things that go through people's minds all the time. That goes through my mind all the time. So mm-hmm. I think the challenge is... Um, the challenge is, is breaking through the, the sort of the negative speech and mm-hmm. then creating systems that allow you to, to really going back to our, our first point, celebrate those small successes. And I'll show you something. Mm-hmm. So I have something over here, which I just picked up this year, which has mm-hmm. really been helping me. So this is, this is just my, um, my planning journal, right? It's called daily. I got it on Amazon right? and literally it just has, it literally just has, um, a workflow. Mm-hmm. And it's just a workflow. You can't really see it. It's hard to see. But basically, yeah. uh, for those that are listening, it basically has a day-to-day workflow as things like what your priorities are, what mm-hmm. you're grateful for each day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has big wins. It has improvements. It has notes. You can put it in your to-do list. You can make a daily schedule. So then your to-do list connects with your daily schedule. And just things like that, like things like these tools are things that are helping me uh, be able to win every day, mm-hmm. right? Um because it allows me oftentimes if you don't have a tracker, you don't have something to say, okay, this is what I accomplished today. 
right? Mm. Um, you know, if you look at old scriptures or, you know, Bible examples or texts, they would, if, if something significant happened or something memorable happened, they would create some sort of stone um, right. uh, structure to say, hey, this is, I'm planting a flag and saying this happened on this day. Well, essentially, that's what I'm doing with with the with the organizer is like I'm I'm saying to myself every day I've done something celebrate that. That's cool. Like we're that much closer. I wrote, you know, a sentence or two or or a a, a page Uh or a couple pages towards my next film. Right. I I had some great positive conversations with producers and and with 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 potential funders. And that's a great thing. Let's check that off. Right. And when you do that, what it does is it it really does flip your mentality Mm -hmm. and the way that you approach each day. Each right. day is going to be a challenge, right? right. Here's the thing. I, if you notice, I've only talked about the creative side of things. Yeah. I'm a father. I'm a husband, right? Mm. I work with my, my partner, right? right. Um, you know, she's amazing. She's intelligent. She's, she, she also drives me crazy because we have different ways of thinking right. and looking at things, right? She's coming from a very analytical, very um, right. organizational standpoint. I'm coming from a creative standpoint. Right. There's challenges there, right? right? There's challenges because I have a son and a daughter that need attention, that need support, that need uh, guidance and counsel and, and, and love, right? right? I have to be there for them. And then I also have to be there for myself, right? And then right. So my extended family. So there's always going to be things that are pulling at you and using tools like, like the tool I showed you. Um, and I was talking about are, are some ways that can allow you to win each day and make right. you feel like you're getting closer to your goals. Right. And I, I love the writing aspect because that's something that it's so simple that we overlook it. Yeah. And it's something I actually started uh, picking up towards the end of last year. Cause I, re- I read about kind of six things you can do in the morning to kind of help set your day right, you know, working out visualization is something else that I started practicing as well, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, meditation and in the writing, of course. So mm-hmm. love the fact that you're writing because it's such a great way to release, whether yeah. it be uh, writing down just your negative thoughts, just as a way to release mm-hmm. them or just to your point, you know, reminding yourself of the, of the small wins that you accomplish each day. But mm-hmm. I do have a follow-up question to what I just asked. And you said, you know, some of the personal challenges now, yeah. let's be Let's be specific for the, for the listeners yeah. that are tuning in, you know, Tristan and I are both black. Okay. Yeah. And we both live in Canada. Okay. Uh, the black population in Canada is approximately 3%. Okay. Mm. Do you feel like as a, as a guy that's as talented as you are, do you feel like if you lived, let's say South of the border, yeah. your success would have been different. Uh, I mean, 100%. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm looking at, at, at my, my options, right. And my mm-hmm. opportunities down South and, and what that would look like, uh, to be able to, to work with, um, different studios and, 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 uh, be able to get opportunities down there. Because I mean, if you're really doing the math, right. We're, we're looking at, you know, black people in Canada probably represents, let's say generously 400,000, maybe 500,000 mm-hmm. all together across the whole country. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like, 35 to 40 million black people alone in America. Correct. I mean, that's, that's our population of Canada, right? So Correct. the numbers itself just bode that even if you're not top tier, a lister, you know, mm-hmm. LA director, Hollywood talent, mm-hmm. there's still millions of people that you can, you can literally uh, produce for that you can create and, mm-hmm. and present your ideas to and make, you know, a lot of money and be very successful with and and now with the prospects of you know 
LA not just being the only place where you can make films, but now no. you're looking at Atlanta. Georgia, Atlanta, which exactly. is really now the new the new mm-hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood. Right? black black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's and we're black. It just makes sense, right? Um, so I think I think the big thing for me mm-hmm. because oftentimes I. I thought that, you know, Canada's big enough and they get it. And, you know, when you live in Toronto, you think that, you know, everybody thinks, you know, <laughs> the same the same way across the country. Yeah. And then no. I, I got the opportunity to, you know, go to Montreal, go to Ottawa, go to, yeah. you know, Nova Scotia, go to Vancouver, go to Manitoba. And people live different, you know, and, and they have different lifestyles and different priorities. And mm-hmm. multiculturalism is not really that important to them. And the black the black experience is not something that. That mm-hmm. outside of like the the big metropolis, you know, the Montreal's, the Toronto's, you know, the, I wouldn't even put in Vancouver there. I would put more Halifax in there um, over Vancouver um, mm-hmm. and maybe even Ottawa. Outside of those those places, you know, maybe Windsor as well. Mm-hmm. The black experience isn't that important to mm-hmm. to many Canadians, right? And right. and I, the content I create is uniquely black. I'm black twenty four seven, right? So I I don't I don't. Um, shy away from the black experience. I actually embrace it because I find that that for years we've we've allowed other people to tell the narrative of not only just the black experience but the black Canadian experience. Mm-hmm. And the frustrating the frustrating thing about it is that I didn't grow up with with drug dealers around drug dealers. I didn't grow up around pimps and, and prostitutes. I mm-hmm. didn't grow up with with people in jail. I only had one family member that went to jail, and he went to juvie for maybe two years. Right. Outside of that, I mean. Yeah. We're, all of the all of my brothers, including myself, we're in our kids' lives. We're mm-hmm. with the the the, the um, mothers mm-hmm. of our children. We pay uh-huh. our bills, pay our taxes. We work hard. So <laughs> all of these things are 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 things yeah. that are like so far removed from me that are presented as the black experience. That like as me as a filmmaker, I'm I almost feel like it's my responsibility to be like no this like all Jamaicans are not, not gun running and, and, and <laughs> weed smoking, you know, not all blacks yeah. aren't, you know, that come out of Malton aren't just, you know, hardened criminals. There's, <laughs> there's fashion uh, icons. There's so many different things mm-hmm. that have come out of our community. Let's do this properly. Let's tell some of those stories. Yeah. I think you hit so many points on the nail and um, I'm in huge favor of the, the move down South, not just because I just don't think, uh, Canada is not a place where we can't succeed at, but I, I often hear celebrities that with our pigmentation say, you know, you got to go where you're more celebrated. And in mm-hmm. the U.S., that just happens to be the case right now. It, it, I don't think it'll be like that forever. Mm-hmm. I see Canada being, you know, more having more of an appetite for our content, maybe further down the road. But yeah. uh, for the near term, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And the other thing that you mentioned that 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 really just resonated with me is that you know you don't shy away from the, the black experience mm-hmm. uh here in canada and, and I'm, I'm so excited uh for the day that we can tell our own uh insecure story you know yeah. the, the, the the toronto gta version or however or our own top boy story you know yeah. what i mean i think that that from from people like yourself i think that is uh not too far away from happening well, well well i oftentimes and i make this this sort of uh, parallel Corey, where mm-hmm. um you know oftentimes uh from other communities they're like you know we need to we need to show representation we need right. we need this we we need to have somebody who is specifically this way or in this type of relationship or showing mm-hmm. visually these sort of uh, visual um cues and and i say to them cool that's that's cool mm-hmm. um 
But oftentimes when I watch TV, I don't see myself. I, I don't see a black father who is, a, you know, a film director or a creative with, who who has only had, you know, has been with his 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 kids' um, uh, mothers all his all his his married life. Who who lives in rural Ontario? Like I don't see I don't see the the the, the, the straight dad guy character out there, right? So if we're talking about representation. I want to be represented as well. And a, a part of my, my belief is that, you know, if you don't see it, sometimes the reason why you don't see it is because you haven't created it yet. And, and that's a part of my, the measure of, of how I'm measuring my success is how, how can I create these worlds that include people that I know and I've, I've encountered right. and, and, and bring that sort of grounded authenticity to, to the table as well. Right. And I think you just remind me of a famous quote by one of those, artist from back in the day, I don't know if it was Leonardo da Vinci said, criticized by creating, maybe it was Michelangelo who said it. So I love yeah. that kind of perspective. It's yeah. not out there. So it's on me to create it. So let me, yeah. let me do that. So I appreciate that perspective. Going on to question number three, again, kind of harping back on, you know, when people look at social media, let's just use that as the lens yeah. here. They'll see like your final edit they'll see your final product and be like, man, I want to do what he's doing. That's so cool. I can do this. I'm going to get my camera. I'm going to go, go out there and go shoot. But what would you say from your experience are the misconceptions that young creators have coming into the business or another way of maybe phrasing it is what are the things that people don't see or might not know coming into the business as a film producer or film director? Uh, number one, they don't, they don't understand anything about taxes. They don't understand anything about finances. They don't understand that, that the CRA will come for that, that ass, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it comes straight for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that we glamorize um, and, and I'll say this, like, you know, I, I love Gary V from the standpoint of, of sort of mm. the culture of, of entrepreneurship and marketing and all that sort of stuff that, that he represents. But I, I think in a lot of ways um, he hasn't always been honest and he's kind of made it, He's kind of glamorized the idea of being an entrepreneur, right? And 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 the frustrating thing I think with Gary Vee is that he says a lot of great things, but he's saying it from the vantage point of like he's like 20, 30, 50 years ahead of a lot of the people he's talking to. And that's cool, but but when people are watching him and and seeing that he's putting out a, a video or two video or 10 pieces of content a day, they're like, how do I even get to that? Right. right. How do I get to a team? How do I get to all these sort of things? Right. And I think that if he, uh, he and others, if they spoke more about the systems, mm -hmm. the organizational structure, mm -hmm. the first person they hired, or maybe, maybe he has, I, I don't know. I haven't seen all of his stuff because he puts out a lot of content, but I think these are the things that are, that are lacking in terms of content that's out there to support uh, young professionals, young creatives, young passionate um, creatives that want to be in this field, be where we, where we're at. And I think for me, when I, when I meet with people, when people say, oh, mentor me, all that sort of stuff, the first thing I ask them is, do you have an email that's not a Gmail that actually has the, 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 the domain of your business? If you don't have that, then we can't talk yet. Mm -hmm. get, get your domain name. 
register your business, even if it's a sole proprietorship, although I would say incorporation is better, mm-hmm. you know, do all the basic fundamental things, you know, make sure that you have an HST number. If mm-hmm. you don't know what an HST number is, do the research, learn mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Just like you watched, you know, 10 videos on what lenses to buy with your brand new camera, mm-hmm. watch another five videos on what HST is, how to do your taxes, how, mm-hmm. how to do Love your it. deductions, all that sort of stuff, you know, understand what, you know, who and what, um, an accountant is and what they do understand mm-hmm. what a, a bookkeeper does and why mm-hmm. they're important. Understand, you know, what a business plan is, what it looks like, mm-hmm. how it's always living, breathing and moving, right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it's not stagnant. You know, uh, somebody put it the other day, I was at a conference and they're like every like two months or something like that you should look at, you should revise your, your business plan because mm-hmm. that's how, how fluid business is now you may mm-hmm. invest in a, a piece of tech right now that within a three a, a three month span you're not even using anymore i've i literally have cameras that i bought a year ago thousands of dollars worth of, of cameras mm-hmm. and i don't even use them i'm trying to get rid of them now because i just invested in other technology that makes my life easier and makes my job easier as a creative and as a director mm-hmm. so these are all the things that i think are the non-glamorous things that people don't talk about you know, mm-hmm. um, the other thing I would challenge people on is, and, and, and I challenge people on this because I challenge myself on it with social media. Is it relevant? Yes. Is mm-hmm. it important? Yes. To a point. Mm-hmm. But what I would challenge people on is this idea of creating content for a platform you don't own mm-hmm. and constantly measuring your success or failure or your popularity based upon likes, shares, and the success of those posts, right? Because when I look at Oprah and when I look at Denzel and when I look at Ava DuVernay and when I look at Tyler Perry, I don't see them posting all every day. I don't see them on TikTok doing a new TikTok dance, right? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I love all those platforms, but if your goal is not to be an influencer, your goal is to, is to, is to be a director. Directors, I don't see directors on TikTok. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, not like that. I don't see, you know, um, you know, scientists on TikTok like that. Right. So mm-hmm. really understanding, gauge the importance of where things need to be. Right. And mm-hmm. then commit yourself to, to said path or to said discipline. And, and, and the only way that you're going to get better is by doing the work. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, a video that I watch every single year. Um, I think it's called taste. Um, mm. It's on Vimeo. I'll send you the link and maybe mm. you can put it in the, in the podcast description, but yeah. it's one of the greatest videos ever because it just talks about being a young creative, how, um, you know, your taste oftentimes is a lot, a lot more um, refined than your actual ability. And the only way that you, mm. you fill in that gap between your taste and your ability is by doing a lot of work. And getting mm. all that sucking work out of you. And then mm. you'll get to a praise and worship, right? Like a film I did that, that has gone and, and, and has touched people or, you know, a dear black dad film. You'll get to those places, but you have to do a lot of crappy work first and right. you have to embrace that process. Right. Right. And, and the, the big thing, and you just touched on it with the last word you just said is the process. The process I feel is not shared enough. Mm-hmm. Again, we use social media as, as a proxy here. It's not shared enough. We, we either see the very beginning. Hey, I just started X. Yeah. Or we see the very end. This yeah. is what I have. This is what I gained. This is what I won, et cetera, et cetera. But no one is detailing the process. And this is part of the reason why I do this podcast and I focus on specific things because I want people to understand that 
this is not something that's just exclusive to them, right? Mm-hmm. This is something even someone at your level will go through. Even people that you mentioned, Ava would would detail that, hey, she goes through a series of failures, maybe on a daily or mm-hmm. weekly or monthly basis. But from the outside looking in, we might not see that. We just mm-hmm. see Emmy, Oscar, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, I mean, you're hitting on on the the core of of why I do what I do in the sense of I create everything I'm creating. I'll tell you this. Everything that I have created and will create is really, it's really just a series of breadcrumbs for my kids. That's what it is. Mm. It's a love story telling my kids, Hey, this is who you are. This is who your father was. This is how we saw the world. This is your, this is my love letter to you. That's what it is. Right. So Mm. everything that I create is really um, there for them to understand my perspective on the world. Right. And, and, and I think that, you know, what you're touching on in terms of the process, man, every day is a process. Like, like there's days and I want to be super 100 with people. It's like, there's days where I'm sitting at my computer. I'm like, I'm doing stuff. and I'm like, this is not what I want to do, you know? And, 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 and tears are welling up in my eyes because I'm like, this is frustrating because I see where I want to be and I'm not where I want to be. And the only way that I can get to where I see where I want to be is by doing the work Mm -hmm. and getting rid of the things that are not what I want to do and being super um, set and focused and, and selective Mm -hmm. on the things that I want to do. And and that's the thing is like, we all feel those moments where it's like, is this really going to happen? And the only way that you get through those moments is by getting through those moments, right? And by, and by, and by doing the work one, one step at a time. Do you think when I got into this, I knew how to do, you know, a write a script. I'm still Mm. learning how to write scripts. I'm still learning how to create, you know, proper, you know, pitch decks and all that other stuff. I'm still learning how to speak Mm. to producers in, in meetings, but just because I didn't know how to do it, didn't excuse me from doing the work. I still had to do the work. I still had to get in there. I still had to make those meetings happen. Right. Right. So all of these things are things that I oftentimes want to see from my people. I look up to, excuse me. Um, and, 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 you know, when I don't see that, I'm like, okay, well then maybe I have to be the blueprint that, that shows people that, you know? Right. No, a hundred percent, man. I I agree with that. 100%. So let's get down into the the last question here. Uh, so throughout your amazing career, what has been the best lesson that you have learned from failing thus far? Wow. The best lesson that I've learned from failing thus far, um, this sounds, this is going to sound so cliche, but literally tomorrow is a new day. Mm. It's literally a new day. And I think that the the lesson the the lesson that I've learned from failing is that you you have to get back up again because if you don't get back up again one day turns into two two days turn into four four days turn into eight eight days turn into a month right and then and then there's this snowball effect that happens Corey where where you're in this place where you haven't created anything you haven't felt inspired for months uh-huh. you know what I mean and 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 um I know that you know, the last few years have been really a struggle for a lot of creators because uh-huh. you can't go out. Maybe you don't have access to studio, uh, a studio space or equipment or whatever else or models. And, and there's been this sort of um, this real sort of compression on uh-huh. our ability to be mobile and to be creative. And the only thing I could say to you is like, you know, you got to get back up. If you can't shoot something, then write something. 
If you can't mm-hmm. write something, then record something. If you can't mm-hmm. record something, then, then, then read a book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you can't read a book, have a conversation, mm-hmm. do something that's going to feed that creative beast. And right. that's going to funnel and channel your energy so that, so that it's going to give you the, the, um, the, the, the flexibility and the, the uh, inertia to get through the times that you will fail again, because oftentimes it's not about the failure. It's about, have you built up enough energy to mm-hmm. roll through that failure to right. keep on going? And, and oftentimes right. people, people like get locked on that failure moment or, or that moment of failure. And right. they're like, I can't, I can't get past it. And it's like, dude, person, individual, get past it and not get past it. Like, you know, don't acknowledge your feelings, acknowledge that it hurts to, yeah. to fail or get rejected. Acknowledge that, <clears throat> acknowledge that, but then rechannel it. Um, I, I started out in, um, uh, as an actor, as a stage play actor, right? So I mm-hmm. used to do theatrical plays and things of that nature, right? And I was always terrified the night before <laughs> a presentation, right? Mm-hmm. But what I would do, Corey, is I would stand right behind, I, I'll never forget, I'd always close my eyes, I'd stand right behind the curtains, I would inhale all of that, like, that sort of that sort of fear, just anxiety, fear, anxiety yeah. and all the energy that people were excited. They were excited to see mm-hmm. what was going to happen on stage. And then mm-hmm. I would go out on stage and boom, you know, it would explode because because I, I redirected all of that energy and all that fear and all that angst back right. into my craft. And I think oftentimes as creatives, if we can do that with our failure and say, like, I'm going to I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. Right. You think I can't do something? All right, I'm going to do it. Right, right. Uh, no, man, I think you just touched on on so many great things. And I loved your story about kind of redirecting kind of that anxiety, that fear, because I had that same thing. But my process, like, you know, just before you give a presentation or a big talk or whatever it is, I have this theory. The reason why a lot of us get nervous during those moments. Yes, you're in front of a, a large group of people and there's rooms for error. But I think a lot of that comes from the fact that you're focusing on what you're focusing too much on yourself. What if I mess up? What if I trip over my words? What if I actually fall on stage where it's a, it's a very kind of selfish kind of mind frame where if you kind of flip that and say, what if the one thing I say really impacts one person in this audience or setting, what if that changes their life? You kind of focus the energy that way. So kind of mm-hmm. using the same model, but slightly different. So I, I love the fact that you shared that. And I'm a big, previously you had talked about representation. And when I think about that, I know it's kind of almost like an overused word now in the last mm-hmm. couple of years anyways, but it's so important because I, I strongly believe for 95% of us, especially people in our community, the black community, seeing is believing. And I think having people like you in positions where they can create stories that reflect them, how they grew up is so important because I was telling someone else that I had an interview with that when Barack Obama, because I used to live in New York, when Barack Obama was inaugurated, I was there in D.C. And for me, my expectation Mm -hmm. was not that when he's president, that the ghettos of America were going to change over four, eight years. I wasn't that naive for me. The expectation that I had was any child that was born between 2008 and let's say 2016, they would see someone like themselves, you know, if they were black, of course, mm-hmm. that was in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. And that thought would go beyond, hey, I could be uh, the next LeBron James or the next Kevin Hart. It could mm-hmm. be I can also be a president of the most arguably the most powerful country yep. in the world. So I love that fact. And as a follow up to that last question there. 
Yeah. To the young man or woman that says, I want to do what you're doing, Tristan. Mm -hmm. If you can only give them one piece of advice, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Mm, um, One piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Start today. Start today. Um, start with the tools that you have. That's two points. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And number three is write it down. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things. I think um, you you can't accomplish anything if you don't start. And and this is a, a business and an industry where, yeah, school is great, um, but experience is better. Um, and being in the places where people are creating and doing the stuff and do like that's to me that's more important so doing and starting today is important um you know uh use the tools that you have if you only have an iphone that's more than enough mm-hmm. right use what you have and write it down you got to write down those ideas you got to write down those scripts you got to write down those those those, those quirky one-liners whatever it is mm-hmm. because that's going to build up to where you need to go right and i love it and i love the fact that some of your notes are very simple you had mentioned that uh, I think mm-hmm. one of the last things where you said start today. Yeah. But and again, not to sound too quotey here, but I think it was Albert Einstein who said uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So it's all <laughs> about keeping it simple, stupid or yeah. stupid, simple, however yeah. you want to say that phrase. But rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you three yep. questions. First thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is, what's the hardest part of your business? Oh, the business side. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, finances, business. Yeah. I love it. If you could go back in time and talk to younger Tristan, what advice would you give him? Mm. Buy a camera, buy a computer, write. Love it. Okay. Uh, if you can give advice to Black creators in Canada, what would it be? Learn the business because you already know the creative. Mm, love it. Tristan, where can the people find you, get a hold of you? If they want to work with you, if they yep. want to hire you, share all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I run uh, two brands under Barracks Inc., which is my my corporation. Uh, we have uh, a wedding storytelling company called Felicity Moments. So you can go to felicitymoments.com uh-huh. and uh, get dynamic uh, photography and cinematography for your um, loving and live events. And then we also have a uh, uh, agency, a creative agency that does corporate and commercial work, which is called the Digital Storytellers Agency. So you can go to the, the digitalstorytellers.ca uh-huh. and you can learn more about that. If you want to learn just specifically about me and and just kind of subcontracting me to direct, write, uh, uh, edit or <clears throat> do some cinematography for you. Uh, you can go to tristanbarracks.com and uh, my story will be there and some of my work will be there and some life lessons will be there. You can also check out and learn from me by checking out my YouTube channel uh, at youtube.com slash Tristan Barracks. Um, all my hashtags for social media are all the same, or I should say handles. It's Tristan Barracks. Uh, that is B-A-R-R-O-C-K-S. So Bar and Rocks, that's my last name. And lastly, mm-hmm. if you want to see any of my work through social, look for hashtag the digital storyteller or hashtag the digital storytellers. Again, thank you so much for having me, Corey, and big yourself up as well. I love it. I was, I was, 
I was going to add that in post, but I love that. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I have my stuff ready. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm inspired by this studio from one Jamaican to the next. So I, 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 really, I really appreciate it. And man, guys, as you, as you know, that I always like to end with, um, if you want to impress people, you know, talk about your wins, your successes, the things you've gained along the way, that stuff. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, uh, talk about the things you've gone through, your losses, the things that you've learned from those individual experiences. That's how you really have an impact on someone else's life. So with that being said, guys, that concludes today's episode for real. Tristan and I are out. Peace and love until the next time. Clockwise.